Hi, I'm Elisa Carrasco. I own Lash Affair Studio in Santa Rosa, California, and I'm today's guest announcer. You can find me on Instagram at lash underscore affair underscore studio. Cue the music. In an industry where most of us spend the majority of our time working alone in a room, we wanted to create a podcast where you can learn, be encouraged, and find a connection with other lash and beauty professionals. This is the LashCast Podcast, and here's your host, Paul Lubers. Coming to you from the City of Roses, this is the broadcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today is a very special podcast. Now, I know that I've said that before, and you're like, really? A special podcast? Again, Paul, how many special podcasts can you do? I can do a lot. I can do a lot of special podcasts, but really, why is this one special? Well, it's because Shelby of Lash Boss Radio and Tara of Lessons of a Lashpreneur and the three of us came up with an idea to record one long episode and then cut it up into three bite-sized pieces and that we would feature each of those episodes on our podcast. We actually recorded this back in June at IBS in Vegas. Now, we drew the shortest straw on the podcast, and so we were chosen to kick off the podcast. Well, there was no draw straw on, but we decided, you know, we'll go first with our episode, and then you can go around and list everyone else. You can listen to it in any order you want. You can even skip ours if you want, just go straight to Tara or go straight to Shelby, or maybe that's your favorite person. But I think all three episodes, you know, work best if you watch it in the flow, right? Us, then Shelby, then Tara. Now, in this episode, we're going to talk about our journey as podcasters. We've, all, I, we've been doing about a year and a half. I think Shelby jumped on a month or two after that, and I think Tara was within that same range. We're all really babies. We're all right out of the gate about the same time. And we are going to talk about the behind the scenes. Like, why did we do it? What motivated us? Why did we get here? How, what, what are we doing? Why? That's going to be the first episode. Then you're going to bounce over to Shelby. And Shelby's, I believe, we start out mostly talking about controversial topics. And then we go into some questions from our listeners. And Tara's is 100% all about questions from the listeners. And hopefully when you're done with this, that you will go out and listen to some of these other podcasts. Because they really have something unique to provide. Each person has their own perspective. Obviously, Tara is all about coaching and giving you mindset coaching and business coaching and all that. Shelby, you're going to get the behind the scenes on all the biggest names in the lash industry. She literally, I think, is best friends with everyone. And once you get to be friends with her, you become her best friend. So you'll also get behind the scenes with her. And with us, you're getting a little bit of everything. We do roundtable chats. If you have not been here before, we sit around and talk about topics that Tusney, Erica, and I will have opinions on. Everything from business to customer service to lashes to just in general. And then we also will interview um, lash bosses and other professionals in the beauty world and in the business world and give you some behind the scenes looks there too. So it's kind of... Really, going to all three of these is going to give you a, a, a wide array of different ideas and thoughts and so forth. By the way, tickets for LashCon are still out. Just a side note, please, if you haven't heard about it, you really should look into it. Go to the show notes. You'll see information there. Or go to our Instagram at LashCastPodcast or Lash.con, and you can find out about what is going to be the biggest Last gathering ever in the United States, well over 200 people. We're now going for two to 250, and if we can, we're going to get 300, guys. It's going to be amazing. 
last anarchist, last bomb are throwing the biggest party for last professionals in the country. It's going to be amazing. And then you add on all the tr- speakers and we're going to be teaching you practical ways to change and improve your business. Not a lot of woo-woo, mostly tactical, guys. Woo-woo is great and you need it. You need that motivation. But we're bringing you, for the most part, just tactical things you can do to grow your business. Whether you're a solo operator or you have a team or you're thinking about going into business, this is the place to be. You've spent all your life training to be a great lash stylist, but now it's time to become a great business operator too. So don't miss it. Definitely sign up for LashCon. If you haven't yet, you still have time. This is coming out about two months ahead of time, so you still have a lot of time to get your plane ticket at a great price. Hotel price is $179 a night, and the tickets, you can get in and out of this thing probably maybe for $1,500 or so, or maybe a little bit more than that, and you'll definitely get more than that back in your business over the next year. I promise you that. Okay, that's the only announcement I'm going to make. Otherwise, we're going to get into this episode, guys. It's going to be awesome. I think you're going to love it, and please do not stop with our podcast. Hop on over to Shelby and then to Tara. Get the big picture. Get the whole you know, progressive dinner here. Get the whole thing in one big sitting. You will be better for it, and thank you so much for tuning in, and let's get on with the show. And we are live at IBS with the Mega Podcast. <laughs> Yes, we need to put echo on that when we say it every time. <laughs> and we have Tara, Shelby, Erica, Tusty, and I, Paul, all hanging out together in the booth with about, about a thousand people watching right now, which is awesome. Thank I you know. guys Calm for down. showing quiet up. Down, people. Yeah, please, <laughs> quiet. You can hear the party in the background. <laughs> so this is gonna be different. We're gonna have a really unique podcast. We're gonna yeah. basically yeah. all five of us hang out and talk about. First, a little bit about what we do and mm-hmm. kind of the struggles and why we did what we did. And then later, we're going to get into some of those questions because a bunch of you guys came out there and responded to our posts online and gave us a bunch of questions so that we, hopefully, will be some service with this podcast and help you better your business yes. and all that. So that all said, let's get started. And Tara, we'll start with you. I think. Hi, why- I'm Tara. I'm an Aquarius. <laughs> <laughs> it's a support group here. But yeah, why, why did you start the podcast? What was your thinking, kind of the origins of this? So I started The Lashpreneur back in November of 2016 to give myself something outside of being an artist behind the chair. So I knew that there was business knowledge to be shared. I knew I had a different take than the average lash artist. And so it was just a means of awareness, just getting my message out there before I ever started monetizing it. Podcasting wasn't nearly as popular as it is today. It seemed very overwhelming and scary. So I just started off with blogging and building an email list. After about a year of doing that, it became a content hamster wheel where I was constantly writing a blog every week and then a new email and then having to do social media and creating the website, all that jazz. So for me, I was looking for a simplified way to get the message out there. I was already doing Facebook Lives as a means of trying to get more people into Facebook, Facebook preferred live video, so I was there. So then we decided, well, if we take that 15-minute Facebook Live and we strip the audio, it could be a podcast. I really wanted to do a podcast. Shelby beat me to it, and then I was like, they beat okay. me to it. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah they were oh, see, She was on my radar first. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was marketing. a creeper contact, contacting yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> All hitting people up in the DMs. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was a means of me not having to duplicate content and to get streamlined with as much content as I was creating at the time. So I now do a 
15 to 20 minute Facebook Live. It then gets stripped to a podcast. We have it edited to add an intro, outro. It then gets turned into a blog. It's this machine now where it only takes me 15, 20 minutes a week and planning it out rather than seven or eight hours a week in making content. Yeah. It's awesome. It's cool. How about you, Shelby? Kind of what was the beginnings for you and all that? Um, so owning a salon, I, I learned a ton about um, just the lash business and I'd be on, honestly, the inspiration behind the podcast was because I'd be on lash forums all of the time and honestly, I'm kind of an impatient person and I'd see the stuff and I'd get a little bit flustered with the bad advice that I saw on there. Yes. And I'm on like, a lash forum? Bad advice. <laughs> <laughs> Impossible. And, I, and I'm like, surely there's a way that I can reach these people somehow and I listen to podcasts myself so I was like I need to do a podcast I was gonna call it lash chat at first Chat. but then and honestly it took me I want to say over six months before I actually made it a thing but I don't remember how I came up with the name but uh, yeah, I just wanted to reach more people and, and kind of spread more awareness about how things I felt should be done. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not one of those people that says, like, th you can only do it this one way, but there are certain things that I'm, I believe strongly in, so I kind of just wanted to put my you stuff out there. And, yeah, and I wanted other people, too, to be able to come on and share their opinions as well mm -hmm. because I felt like we're stronger together. Um, putting our opinions together and, and people are going to be like, oh, well, if she thinks this and she thinks this, then maybe I should attend more trainings or maybe I should be more self-aware and, like, you know. So that's why I started it. I feel like that's... I, feel, I have this memory of standing in our break room and I think we were talking about a topic on a lash forum, right? Yeah. And th so that was one of our reasons, too, yeah. was, like, th this is, like... We can't perpetuate this information. It's terrible. So yeah, that was one of our driving factors. I, I also remember talking to you, Shelby, early on, and, and, and you were sharing with us the impetus for this, and you were saying there are so many amazing um, people doing great things with lashes, and you're like, they're lash bosses, you mm -hmm. know? And they're like thinking out of the box, and they're doing things, and I just want to give them an opportunity to like, share their thing and like yeah. have these because it's like you you mentioned something about them being women and like wanting them to wanting other people to know about their achievements yeah. and I thought that's fantastic mm -hmm. I mean because one of your specialties is the interview you yeah. know and like picking people out who are doing amazing things in the in the industry and like having them on and giving them a space right. which is totally cool and yeah. showing that they're human like that's exactly. the, yeah. like that's it, the Instagram life is one thing but what yes. it took to get there is an incredible story that you let them share. Yes, the overarching thing, theme behind every single episode is your failures make you who you are today. And so it's not just you see this person online, you're like, God, I want everything that she has. Getting to hear how she got there is sometimes really eye-opening. And yeah. I wanted, I don't know, I wanted to kind of dive deeper with each person and hear their actual journey. Yeah, and what's your favorite question? 
to ask them, yeah. um, uh, what is your favorite failure? Yeah, yeah. I love that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's a good one because I really think it does bring the human element to it, yeah. which yeah. I think Instagram takes away the human element sometimes. So to yeah. hear the audio and hear them sharing, or in your case soon, right, you're going to have the, the video too, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and that's, I think that's another thing you shared earlier when we first met you is that you were a YouTuber yes. in your younger years. So this was kind of like a fulfillment of your kind right. of younger youth was to get out there and do content and, yeah. and all that. Yeah. So cool. So I have a question. Yeah. Um, for the, the respective podcast, what's been your biggest struggle with podcasting, content uh, marketing? Time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, um, we have more, by the way, now. We have more time. <laughs> we have more time, yeah. Um, I, I think we were chatting a little bit earlier. It's, it's kind of like now there's a new demand, a, um, a new commitment that, that we've made. Mm -hmm. We're going to put this content out there. And it just it doesn't happen naturally. You have to clear things out of your schedule. It's like a system. You have to create a system to make sure that you're meeting a deadline, that you've got stuff to to, to talk about. For me, I mean, that's looking to you. That's I'm, I'm looking at Paul right now. Paul is the one that like plans everything. And it's like, well, why don't you share with everybody? <laughs> no, I, I think the biggest struggle was always time and making it a priority. We, we decided not to do every week. We want to be. You got. I know you do every week. You sometimes do bursts. Yeah. <laughs> look at Shelby. Keep in mind, mine are like 15, 20 yeah. minutes. You guys are like an hour, hour, yeah. hour and a half. That's a lot more of a yeah. commitment. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And we also have three schedules to coordinate right. and oh, yeah. a, sometimes a guest. So sometimes we have four people to coordinate. That's never easy. Yeah. So really the coordination and then doing the homework beforehand because we don't want to just show up and riff. I, I want to actually Wait, have a... you do plan? Yes, we do plan. <laughs> That's not just all yes. show? Yeah, yeah. We do sit down and I plan. I will read up on the person usually. I will watch all their videos. I'll listen to Shelby's podcast usually. Mm. them If there have been some we've interviewed or you or both. Like we did uh, Janelle recently. Mm. We had listened to all your guys' stuff. So we really want to make sure that we're not repeating too. Yeah. And being doing that homework. So it's a lot It's a lot more prep. It's not just, hey, we sat down for five minutes and did this. It's like I'll spend sometimes one, two, three hours in reading, researching, and then writing out notes that I hand to them right. that they have to look over and we'll spend, if we can, this is not so good where we can sit down and do the homework well, before and I was, together. Yeah, I was going to say, I used to go in to interviews blind except for his notes. <laughs> so I'm excited to have more time now yeah. to be able to to really kind of, yeah, do more homework. And, yeah. and then it's the post. That's the other part because we do have an hour, hour and a half and because they're so long, and we do edit our podcast, and we take all as much Talk as I can. Talk to me afterwards. I'll, I'll get you off of doing that. Okay. Well, you do have time, but yeah. you can find it for inexpensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We actually had someone doing it. Right now, we, for a short term, we're doing it ourselves. But yeah, I want, we need a good... good overseas. Well, that, <laughs> overseas, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. And so we do that for now, and then the idea is eventually, once it's done, you know, it's done. But so we, our whole process probably takes um, two, three hours, an hour or so. so five hours, six hours maybe, yeah. from start to finish. And that's a big commitment to do every week. So that's why mm -hmm. we decided to go every other week for now. And maybe we'll you know, catch up with you guys. <laughs> In the beginning, um, you know, part of it's like trying to figure out the stuff that you, you're not even aware of that yeah. you need to know. Um, one of our biggest challenges was how and where do we record? In the very beginning, we actually went to a studio to do it and we didn't realize that we're going to be at, kind of at the at the mercy, mercy thank you, of um, that person. Uh, because we we first, our, our very first podcast that we uh, recorded, we didn't actually get the file for until three months later. Oh, geez. And so we realized, okay, it's really important for us to make sure that we're 
in control of, the, of this process. So, you know, those. Yeah, I said we're going to buy our own equipment after we do four or five of these and we really show that we're committed. I didn't want to buy the equipment and then yeah. we back out like crap. We just spent $3,000 for nothing. So we waited. Then we we fired our studio engineer. He was a nice guy, but just we hold our files way too long. And you have the most legit setup, I think, of I both know. Shelby and I. Like, you got microphones and the little spit thingies. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's kind of Paul's background. He right. always did, uh, he was the AV uh, nerd in, uh, in high, high school, school yeah. that would come in and set up the Film strip. Does anybody remember film strips? No, no <laughs> one remembers what you're talking about. I remember seeing those in old okay. movies. Yeah, I read about it in a video. book. Yeah, they had these uh, film strips. Anyway, he was the guy in the cart and setting it all up. So he's always had this sound. I background. had my glasses of tape on it. I would just push it up while I'm working. It was great. So, all right, Shelby, Shelby, what was your biggest, uh, what's your biggest kind of struggle or challenge with podcasting? Um, in the beginning, I was really unsure of myself. Um, I still struggle with that too. Like. What are people gonna think? Did I say this correctly? Like, let me edit this out and this and this and this and like strip everything I say because I always regretted like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said that. Um, I've, I've recorded a lot of solo podcasts that never saw the light of day because I second guessed myself. Um, so that was the beginning, like getting over that, um, which yeah, I'm kind of over that now. I, I, I just post this stuff I don't edit much out anymore do you, do you get nervous still I know you said yeah, you get nervous um yeah I've even like gone live before an episode um I think I was about to interview Courtney Bueller and uh I was so nervous I was like sweating and um I got I went live and I was like I'm just gonna show you guys like this is how I actually get before each Aww. episode um because it's not easy and yeah but you know it's important to still do it because a lot of times in life I've let my like anxiety get the best of me and not done things that I wish I would do but now it's time um, I mean all my listeners probably get frustrated with me because I'll be kind of inconsistent with posting but uh, it is just me and uh, even running the salon it's just me so the salon is what's most important to me and I try to Sometimes they need me a lot more that yeah. week or that month, and so it pushes things back. But you have more on your plate, I think, than us. I mean, as far as running two salons and a podcast, yeah. And you don't have a full-time GM like running everything for you. Yeah, and I feel so much pressure from everyone too, and even guests. Sometimes some guests have been a little um, harsh on me, like or impatient with me, or how so? Um, oh, here's the tea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, how so? They, I just sometimes feel like I'm treated uh, like I'm at their, I don't know. Beck and call? Like, yeah, or like. Hey, bitch, get like, my podcast off. <laughs> E-rating. They'll, they'll just, it, I can't even describe it. It's almost just like judgment from them or um, just kind of being a little ugly sometimes. And, and that's more rare. Like most are really yeah. kind and stuff. But. Uh, there was a while where like a lot of episodes had to be pushed back um, because of personal reasons and you know I came back and was really consistent and then you know another big dip happened because of something happened with the salon we lost like two girls at the same time and like that day I had to jump in and start lashing 10 to 12 hours a day so at the end of that you're not gonna be no, able to record and edit left. and and stuff so it that was really hard but for the most part, everyone's been really, really good to me about being patient and then being so appreciative when I do post, which is nice. But I, uh, I'm working on being more consistent. So, yeah. 
How about you, Tara? Yeah, I would say consistency because I, I do weekly. Yeah. So um, I think the motivation for me, though, is that this is a very clear marketing strategy. So there is a dollar amount that can be tied to it or traced to it. So for me, the consistency is, I don't, you guys, I don't think are monetizing other than you promote your events, Paul and Tessany. No, um, and so, yeah, when your salon needs you or you have like this other thing going on in your life, there's no motivation to do it because it's just going to take more of you right. rather than it's serving a greater purpose in the growth of your business or your brand. Right. So for me, that's, I don't think I would be able to do a podcast without there being some sort of purpose behind it because of the consistency and time and even the investment because it pay, you guys are paying people to help you with this. It's not like, right. you know, you record it and it magically just appears on iTunes. Like there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes, subscriptions you have to pay for. So yeah, for me, the consistency, we've gotten in a good um, flow with it, but even still, I'm paying a lot of money for all this content stuff to happen. I do outsource all of that, and that is a major expense that sometimes, it, even the money I do get when I market things and my society members and all that, it sometimes doesn't make up for the investment, and so there's a risk to it. Can I ask how how much more, um, or like how much has your Lashpreneur Society grown since you started the podcast? So we've only, on two public launches um, and that started in July of last year and the podcast started in March so when we got really consistent with the podcast it was in September of this year so the last time we launched the membership we did 291 new members oh and wow. February we did 453 wow. and we are continuing to grow we have over 50,000 downloads so I, I have no doubt that I mean everything is growing exponentially and this is our way of keeping that marketing consistent, staying yeah. present of mind. Even if people aren't purchasing our society or joining our society or our products right now, I know I'm still planting that seed. They're still getting value from me. I'm still building that trust and authority. It's building that relationship with that consistency every week. Mm -hmm. So that's why I continue to do it. But yeah, I have no doubt that, I mean, even the mentors that I look up to that are doing seven and eight figures in their businesses have podcasts. Yeah. yeah. Um, the amount of people that have found me because of the podcast. Right. You know, it's it's just another marketing channel. Mm -hmm. It's like a wider net. It's And it's yeah. like you are throwing those seeds out there. Yeah. People can come and nibble on them and get some nourishment and start to grow and then say, oh, my gosh, I'm getting so much. Let me find out more about yeah. this. I mean, if our free stuff is good, imagine how good their paid stuff is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, there was a post on a Lash Forum the other day, and someone asked, can anyone tell me, uh, is the is joining the Lashmanor Society worth it? And oh. all these people were like, yes, best money you'll ever spend. Like, so many people were like, yes, absolutely. And I will pay them for their stuff. <laughs> No, we do have, um, yeah, the society is something that's ever growing and I know a lot of people have found amazing results with it and I'm still like, this is still imperfect, it's still something that I'm struggling, like, how do I provide content, we've changed the content that we're providing, like, it's still a work in progress for me for sure. And I think a lot of people think that, oh, she's got it made, like, she can just sit back now, but it's it's an ever-growing work in progress. I still have fears that it's going to all disappear and just go away. So. <laughs> One of the things I wondered for you, because every week's a big commitment, do you ever struggle with that content? Like, what am I going to talk about next? Ah. What's the next big idea? Because you don't want to just you do- You struggle with what to talk about, Paul? <laughs> That's, yeah, sorry. <laughs> okay, so this is my system for that. So um, in our podcast, one of the outros that we have recorded is called Coffee Chat. So you can go to thelashpreneur.com slash coffee chat. It's also a part of our email series when you're a new subscriber. So anybody can come on. 
and or go into this Google form and ask me a question. If we were go out to coffee, what would you ask me about your business? So, so we have over 300 questions asked that it's amazing. Yeah. If I'm ever stumped, there's content. Right. But we have gotten really clear in our content strategy this year that we only want to be known for 12 things. And we're gonna cycle through those things because yes, I can come up with something new to talk about every single week, but just because somebody hears it once doesn't mean it clicks with them. And I yeah. wanna be known for something. And so I narrow down the 12 topics I wanna to be known for and then we just find questions that relate to those topics and we cycle through them. So every four weeks we go back to that topic. That's interesting because that's kind of what, now that we're in this new phase with us, I'm yeah. starting like, I literally have about a thousand topics in my yeah. document. I'm like, I can't do a thousand people. You need will. to be niched. Yeah, so I'm like, you need we're to be gonna... the go-to guy. Yeah, I would assume for salon management. Yes, <laughs> or or I actually think video gaming, but that's you know <laughs> another <laughs> whole thing. But anyway, and my husband. Yeah. One of the things I've noticed about you is um, you remind me in a way of Gary Vee. There's mornings. Oh, hey, <laughs> that's a compliment. Yeah. I so curse less. this is what I feel like you are to a lot of people is. Um, so sometimes whenever, you know, we all go through it, whenever we're feeling like more discouraged or we need to hear what we know, if we go to their page, we're going to hear. I, I see it all the time when people come and ask you questions, especially this weekend. You tell them like it is in a very like Purpose empathetic way. Yeah, and, and you don't make people feel stupid. Mm -hmm. And you, you listen to them and you don't like cut them off, but at the same time, you don't let them go too far yeah. into like the excuse. And I think that's why people come to you. They know what you're about to tell them, but they need they need to like feel that. Somebody and was listening into the hot seat coaching. I, I was. was. Doing one of my members. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think that's what makes people drawn to your show because they know they need to hear those yeah, things. Yeah, and I don't sugarcoat it. Because we, right. I don't let people go down their background story. I try to cut them off before they get, because that's all the reasons. They have all their excuses of why they can't do something. Right. They're not here to talk to me of why they can't do something. Yeah. Anybody can do anything. Right. And it, that's kind of where my story, like me birthing a 10-pound kid out the old-fashioned way, and realizing I can do anything if my body can do that, because we struggle with infertility. That's what I've been trying to accomplish and continue and perpetuate with women and empowering them mm -hmm. is this feeling of I can do anything because you yeah. really can it's just you that gets in your own way yeah yeah thank you for that I appreciate it's, that it's like you, you are known for speaking the truth in yeah. love and yes. it's like like she said it's a safe place but you're gonna hear it the way you need to you're gonna you're gonna speak the truth yeah I think when I go online and I follow a lot like Gary Vee and there's other people James Whitmore and all that uh, and James. James your boy my you know, coach. Your coach. But what I like about these people is they really do the mindset stuff. Yes. And that because so much as people think about it, it's just tactic. I just need to get the right tactics and right. they'll take off. But I need actually, to know how to get more followers. Yeah, but really it's not that's not probably what's really holding you back. Yeah. You have something like you said, the backstory for them that you're going to need to say, yeah, you gotta just stop that backstory because that's your that's excuse why you. you're not doing what you need to be doing. Yeah. And that's why I've noticed with you and I think that's really powerful and that's why, you know, I think Lash Pioneer Society's going to be even monstrous. I mean, hashtag goals. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make it a million dollar a year business. There you go. <laughs> I just want to mention your shirt. It's so cute. It's coffee, lashes, messy bun, and getting thing, getting, getting it, it done. done. Yeah, oh. so it's like it ties into your coffee time. Yeah, and no, then our other shirt says community over competition, and I just want to point out we are three alleged competitors. <laughs> that hate each other. Right? And yet here we are. We are majorly supportive yeah. of each other. We're yeah. friends. We talk. We are sharing. Where this podcast is going to be split over three podcasts. Yeah. So in the lash world, this 
theory that your competition means there's less success for you to be had. What, what's your guys' take on that? Because I know you probably feel a little bit of fear when it comes to even us getting together. Because I know it's like, oh gosh, is there only so many listeners to go around? So how do you overcome that? Oh, I, I love this question. Um, one of my favorite sayings is, the, the pie, pie is, is big, big enough. enough. <laughs> There's enough for all of us to eat. You know, we all have I like a lot of pie. <laughs> but know. it is big enough. You know, um, we don't want to operate in, in, a, in a, a meager uh, loss. Scarcity. Uh, scarcity, thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, mentality. Mindset. It's like, yeah, mindset, well, right? And it's, it's also operating totally out of fear to think that, you know, um, if, if I don't produce as much content or if, or if we don't, like, you know, really find our voice or, or whatever, that we're not going to get listeners. And I think that, like... The main thing is our voices are all so different. Shelby is doing something totally different. You're doing something yeah. totally different. We're doing we'll something. Have our unique I mean, selling you don't have yeah. Paul's dad jokes on your podcast. You know what I mean? You should. I'll, I'll do it for a cheap price. <laughs> <laughs> so I think like the, the pie is big enough, but it's also that understanding that we are to our DNA is similar, and that's what we attract. But it's like we each have our own tribe. Yes. Yeah. And to think that like there's competition in that is is really not knowing your voice and yourself yeah. well enough to to know that what you're attracting is your people and you have your people you have your people and so i think that's what i always keep in my forefront i, I think when i went to the last premiere you know little hangout party that we had on friday night it was so cool to see that actually a lot of our drivers are the same people yeah. i mean i was talking to people go Oh gosh, I love you guys, and they're a Lasperdier Society person. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, no, there is a lot of crossover. I mean, unless we're creating 24-hour content, right. like a news channel where we want to have everyone's all eyes, the eyeballs. all eyeballs, <laughs> like then that would be really trying to, you know, right. I can't get the eyeballs off her channel. But we're not. We're creating like 15 minutes, hour, hour and a half, really short segments once a week. And I think last I checked, most people work 30, 40 hours in the room. So they got plenty of hours to fill up. They probably Listen, there are yammering. Yeah, yeah. They could probably <laughs> use more content, to be honest, to help them with their life, to help them with their mindset, to help them with their business. So, you know, actually the truth is there's plenty of room well, for more content. And I'm addicted to true crime podcasts love them love them too. and i listen to like six of them yeah. and they're all different it's just it's the same thing to me yeah uh i think it has a lot to do with like being secure with yourself kind of mm -hmm. like you guys are saying just um if you're insecure you're gonna want to like hoard things and not want to reach out to people and there's i see that sometimes in certain lash brands there's mm -hmm. some that are really friendly and then there's some that are very to themselves and um it is what it is. You want to name them? I'm kidding. <laughs> no. um, but I don't, I listen to many different podcasts as well. And I, when I say like, oh, these are the podcasts that I like, I'm naming multiple ones. Right. And it's funny because a lot of the people that I love, like Tim Ferriss, Gary Vee, Aubrey Marcus, they have all been on each other's podcasts yeah. and are genuine friends. Right. And they promote all each other. of them are successful. Yeah. And like there's no I'm not doing this like I'm not friends with you guys out of a strategy or I don't have like a motive behind it but if anyone's like worried about you know competition within their city or something just think of it like the more t I don't know the more I guess you don't even have to collaborate really but 
it doesn't hurt you, it actually might help you because it's a little bit more exposure for you, Not, and that's not why you should be doing it, but like just, you know, to let you know, it's not gonna hurt you at all. Yeah. It's like a sharpening effect, and yeah. sharpening, as iron sharpens iron, yeah, we and, all improve. And I'll yeah. say, like, when y'all first reached out to me, and I've told y'all this, um, <laughs> I was like, I can't tell if they're actually this nice. <laughs> but then when I met y'all in person, I, and this is what I say about you guys behind your back is like they are the nicest people right. I have ever met. Like, and I always say, and they're genuinely nice. Salt like, of the earth is the word I use. Oh. Yeah, and and I, I and like I, pepper, I don't know, <laughs> and and it's Sorry. in this industry. Sometimes I just feel like I I observe a lot, and I'm like, and I'm and I'm kind of watching to, and and I also try to feel like, are you a genuine person? Mm -hmm. Like, do you genuinely? want to be friends with me or like what's behind it but like even you Tara like I can tell like and then we've shared ideas about our podcast that we want to yeah. do and you've you've given me tips about stuff and it's coming from a good place and I I think that but at the same time I'm a very competitive person um and even you know I, I don't know I've always not I don't want to say that there is no competition because there is and to say like oh I don't have competition can be a negative thing too. You're kind of mm -hmm. like downplaying the other people and putting yourself way up here. Right. But at the same time, it's, I, I don't know, it makes me step up my game too, yeah. which again makes me feel more secure. It's and, I, and there's a place for me. And there's why people listen to me because they like me and they listen to you guys because they like you guys. Yeah. And yeah. For me, I think when it comes to competition, no matter whether it's podcast, whether you're a lash artist and, you know, lash artists are like Starbucks in your city where they're on every corner, yeah. <laughs> it's proof that success is possible. It's not proof that there's not enough to go around. It's showing, would you want to be in an industry where nobody was successful? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Is that Because that's the alternative. Yeah. If you fear your competition, that that means that you can't have success, they are the living proof that yeah. this industry can make money. This person can be successful. You can support a family. Yeah. You know, with us, I want you guys to have listeners. That's why we're doing this mega podcast so we're promoting each other. Yep. Yeah. And that community over competition thing because I would much rather have friends that understand what I'm going through or allies that can support me, give me tips because I don't have everything figured out, yeah. Yeah. than enemies who are trying to undercut me. Yeah. I think one of the posts I saw Courtney come out with, which I actually really agreed with, because she was like, it's not um, collaboration over competition, which I don't agree with that statement, but when she did go on and say next, is like, competition though is healthy. Yeah. Having competition, we don't have to be enemies, but yeah. we can have respect for one another and have this healthy competition because it makes us better. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. just sharpening, because I listen to you guys' podcasts. Why? Because I do learn stuff, but also because I want to learn from you guys. And I want to be honest, I want to be as good or better than you guys, because I want to <laughs> make us do good work. Yeah. And the only way you're going to see that is what other people are doing, and then that pushes you. So I listen to other you know people, too, that are really big in the podcast world, because I want to see what they're doing, yeah. so I can learn from them and, and, and take and steal from their ideas. So yeah. we're very much, it's, it's a healthy thing. It's just—it's not about hating each other, though, and trying. To, I don't come over to Tara's house and unplug her, you know, computer while she's recording. <laughs> no, but my toddler does. Yeah. <laughs> well, she—you know—your job works for me. But um, but it's one of those things where you really want to have competition, but have that real respect, which I do. I have so much respect for you two guys, yeah. and we love you guys. And we want you to succeed. And then you know, I know I feel the same love and respect for us. So it's really—it's helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Tess. Oh, I was just gonna say, it's like, it's excellent. 
Um, one of the reasons why we listen to your podcast is because it's excellent. And even if you're not there yet, just like we're in process, it's like you have that goal to be excellent. I mean, that is that is your heartbeat. And so we're inspired by that. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. <laughs> oh, big hug. A big hug, group hug right now, everyone here. <laughs> We're starting this new segment where we answer questions that you send in via audio. We're really excited about doing this. We got this from Seth Godin. If you don't know him, go follow Kimbo. Great podcast, too, to listen to. So we're going to be doing this on a regular basis as long as we have questions. And if we don't, then we won't do it. So remember to send your questions to paul at integritylash.com. Send it there. And then we, if we like the question or we feel like it really is something that people should hear, we will respond during our podcast in these special segments. They're usually going to be five, ten minutes either at the end or the beginning of the show It'll, we'll just mix it up but for today here is our first question hey Lashcast crew it's Neelam here I remember quite a few episodes ago you guys talked about doing facial masks on your clients as an up as an upgrade or an add-on and I wanted to get some more info in how exactly do you do it without getting that facial mask all over your hands and your arms and in the client's hair. I'm just picturing this to be a really big, hot mess. And I want to know, how do you guys do it? That was a question. So go ahead, Tuss. All right. Thanks, Neelam. That's a good one. Um, so when we do this, uh, what I do is I, I use a, a hydrating mask, not a not a clay mask that's going to dry and get cracked during the... Um, uh, during the service. So something that's quite emollient. And the first thing that I do is I put it on the lower part of the face. So underneath the eyes, then you can put the gel pad right over the mask. Um, what I don't get is the bridge of the nose and the sides of the eyes. Okay. So get the full uh, face, uh, put it on the nose and the mouth, the lower part of the face, put the gel pads on. And then you're going to get the forehead, but don't get the sides, um, just the, the space. Temples. The temples, thank you. Then what I do... Not on it, the eyeball? N- not on the eyeball, because then you uh, will get it okay. everywhere. Um, then all I do is take um, a 4 by 4 gauze and just put that over the forehead area, and then I put a Kleenex over that. If you don't want to do the 4 by 4 gauze, use two Kleenexes. You could just use one if you want, and I just pin those to the hair. So your hands are resting on a Kleenex, so you're not getting anything on them. If you put it on the temple, it will get on the side of your hand, and when you transfer that to your palate, you will get mask on your lashes. So just don't get the sides. And then don't get the bridge of the nose, but you can get the rest of the nose, just not the bridge there because we do touch a little bit. Yeah. I will say it is actually harder with our technique because we are touching the forehead. We are touching their eyes. Mm -hmm. We are touching, you know, when we turn their head from side to side, we're touching their temples. Mm -hmm. So I would think that it would be easier for somebody who doesn't touch the face as much as we do, Mm -hmm. but having that tissue there kind of solves all the problems. So just get a tissue folded in a triangle and then put two clips on it. Um, some gals... Hair clips? Hair clips, yeah. yeah hair, clips. hair clips. to clip that, clip that uh, Kleenex Tissue there. in place. Or yeah. if you want to put a, um, a, a, a towel. towel over that, but it's super easy. The, the mask kind of sticks there. It acts kind of like glue and it just holds it in place. But they get um, the hydration and it... And then afterwards, you have a, a hot towel and a cabbie. And so you take that uh, uh, triangle Kleenex off the forehead, 
And then I put the hot towel on immediately, even over the eyelashes. There's no problem with retention. We get the entire connection. There's uh, as most surface area as you possibly can. Um, bond too, so it's not going to affect the bond. Mm-hmm. Wipe off the, the mask, then we rinse the eyes, fluff them up, and they're good to go. It really mm-hmm. only takes like five minutes to put on and yeah. take off. Yeah. And we do it right now. Actually, it's kind of cheap right now. We, we lower the price just to get people interested. We do lower it to five. Now I think we're at seven. Yeah. I think we're going to end up at ten. Mm-hmm. And it's something, it's, it doesn't take any more time. You, or, or, or you do take a couple minutes away from the treatment. Yeah. But overall, if your treatments like our cases are hour and a half or two hours, you know, a few minutes is not going to hurt you. Now, if you're doing a 30-minute, 45-minute treatment, this you might want to tag on a few more minutes just to yeah. make sure you have the time to do it. And just make and sure charge for that. it's Don't. an emollient mask. I, I probably would not use a drying or a, 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 a clay-type clay mask. Type, yeah. It's going to crack. It's going to... It's going to get kind of messy. Or an alginate, you, you probably, I would pro- probably would not use an alginate. You know, anything that you mix up in a, in a, with a spatula and that hardens on the, on the Are face there masks that cause peels or something, like a peel or something like that? Yeah, there are peels. I probably would not, not do that because, you know, anything that could cause a peel, you have to be watching for erythema or, or redness or swelling because okay. it, it, you could possibly risk a burn. I'm not yeah. saying it can't be done, but you really want to focus. Yeah. So what do you think, would you ever use a full sheet mask? Oh, Because I yeah. feel like people might be thinking about doing okay. that. You could, use a, you could use a sheet mask and then cut it. I would cut... The eye holes bigger. Yeah, or cut it, like cut it in half. And, it's yeah, kind of a pain to do that. You, you, you could do that. Because hmm. I think we, we, uh, we would go to the trade shows, and I remember we were looking at that. We thought, oh, wouldn't it be cool? You just put the mask on, just makes it easy, mm-hmm. clean, simple, but it, it just... They, Here's the, the thing. Right. They, all, they also have a silicone mask that you can wear over the sheet mask, and they have those right. at Daiso, my favorite Japanese dollar store. They have a, a brought sil- to you by Daiso <laughs> silicone mask. It's a dollar fifty, um, and it just it it looks like a, um, it just looks like a, a sheet mask, but it's made of silicone, and mm-hmm. you put that over it. If you got that, that would that would work. It would hook over the client's ears, but I would cut it in 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 two pieces so that you could move it and make the eye holes bigger. You wouldn't really put it over the eyes. You're really putting it on the lower part of the face. Mm-hmm. I just think that something like a um, a cream kind of mask is a, is inexpensive mm-hmm. and it's super easy to to put on. Yeah. Now, as a side question, mm-hmm. I've heard this recently online. People saying you can't have a facial right after you can't have a facial right after your lashes since mm-hmm. it's kind of we're saying hey have a little kind of refreshing treatment or kind of like a little mini facial while you're doing lashes. Now there's other people who say well that's gonna probably ups- not upset but be like that doesn't make sense. But what about having a facial afterwards? Is that gonna be a problem? Because you're gonna be steaming the face, you're gonna do all these weird things, right? Well, the question would be why? Why would you not? Right? If the concern is it's going to affect the retention. Then well, definitely don't do it. Well, let's talk about that for a second. Well, what kind of bond do you have? If it is a very small bond, very small surface area, I'm going to be more concerned about that bond popping off with okay. any kind of shear force. Shear force could be rubbing, brushing, anything like that. So anything extra, if the bond is not super super good, you're going to risk that. So um, if that's your concern, I, I wouldn't do it. If mm-hmm. you are bonding more surface area and you're very confident in those bonds, there's no reason. I, 
I because we're seeing a mix of people. Yeah. There's people out there. Most I think just do the bass, but I'm mean I see more people who are doing a little bit more up. Like mm-hmm. you're going like one half or a third up, yeah. just to create a little bit better bond. And then there's us where you yeah. go the whole lash. So I I say without reservation the kind of bonds that that we do because we get the most surface area and we aim for the best physical mechanical, mechanical bond. Yeah. Um, and so because of that, those bonds are super durable. Okay. Yeah. But if you're not doing that, if you're only putting a very small and your clients don't get much more than two weeks or maybe one week, they're already starting to look shabby. Then that's knowing that your bonds don't last that long. So a facial so could a facial potentially affect could potentially it. Because you're going to be rubbing. rubbing and, it's not and because the glue will break from the, glue, the yeah. from the water. That's not the problem because it's already cured at that mm-hmm, point. Mm-hmm. The bigger problems you're concerned about is more the, the rubbing and the, and the sheer the force The surface area. If the surface area hasn't been bonded that much, any, any movement on that uh, substrate, which is the substrate is the hair when, and the extension. That sounds, sounds like a streak. S- substrate. <laughs> I like, like dirt. No. <laughs> substrate <laughs> is the, the physical... Um, like asphalt on your face or something. Yeah, like it's that. what yeah. it's bonded to. Yes, okay. Well, okay. you do... I've You do a lot of facials after lashes. Oh, yeah. All the time. All the time. have for years. For 15 years. years, 15 years. years. She, yeah. she started by doing facials and lashes as an add-on. Right. And now she does lashes and once in a while does facials as an add-on. So if you're doing a double service, how I book it is the facial goes first, do a facial, put the mask on, then put the gel pads on and do the service. I yeah. don't do the... Um, so basically, and you're not really rubbing the eyes a lot. I mean, uh, you can massage over the eyelids, but you're really not getting a lot of stuff in the eyelashes. Well, it's not, you can, don't treat it the same when way. When do you ever like touch the eyes a bunch during a facial? I'm like, that yeah. doesn't really happen. Yeah, weird practice if you yeah. did, right? Yeah. <laughs> and like, then what, with the what are you steamer, doing with my eyeball? With the steamer issue, I feel like we've ha- been having this conversation for a year now. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's not going to affect it. We've been doing it for 15 years, yeah. but I know that our it's, industry is just finally, after 15 years, I think getting onto it, but still not 100%. There's I have still to people quantify saying that. You have, it has to be, you know, if, if your bonds aren't um, super secure and they're not, you know, you don't have as much contact on there, you're going to mm. have to, to be a little bit wise about that. You yeah. might mm. not want to do that. Please submit your questions. We can't do this if you don't do it. So we thank Neelam for doing being our very first guest. And uh, hopefully more of you will do it. So that pretty much wraps up the show. So remember, guys, right now, you know, get ready. Cue it up. Go over to Shelby at Lash Boss Radio. And then mark that, follow it, review it, give her a high props for everything she's doing over there, and then queue up after that, the last premiere, and you will have endured the mega podcast. It's going to be awesome, guys. Hopefully you get a lot from it. And then we'll do it again sometime. And let us know what you think. You know, DM us, you know, write reviews, email us, whatever it is. We love to hear back. That's the stuff that gives us fuel, the fire that keeps us going, guys. So we thank you so much for listening and being part of that. Please go follow us on Instagram at Lashcast Podcast. And remember to subscribe, share, and review. On behalf of our Lash experts, Eric and Tusney, and our special guests, Tara and Shelby, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing, and remember, you have a friend in the lash industry. Lash 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 L